My name is Norman Farrar, aka the guy, and welcome to another lunch from the Amazon FBA and e-commerce podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, why you should consider sourcing in Mexico. Some of the things we're going to be discussing is why Mexico, why now, the advantages of manufacturing in Mexico, and the main issues of manufacturing in Mexico and how to overcome some of these hurdles. So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the Amazon FBA and e-commerce podcast. Lunch with Norm. Lunch with Norm. Okay, like I mentioned, today we're going to be talking about why you should consider sourcing in Mexico. A lot of you know that we've put on a, a sourcing trip uh, just recently, very successful. And now people are coming out of the woodwork asking, why should we go to Mexico? So our guest today is a serial entrepreneur of 20 years. Uh, his experience uh, is in a variety of different industries, from biotech to uh, experiment. Oh, what am I trying to say? I just got out of the dentist, uh, dentist chair, so my mouth is numb. I'm trying to concentrate. Anyways, from biotech to my marketing, he has uh, lived and worked in four continents and studied both in Europe and in the U.S. He focuses on providing HR, contract manufacturing, and logistics solutions for the U.S. and European-based uh, companies in Mexico. My guest is my first time guest, Omar Dar. So before we get to Omar, we are going to have a word from the sponsor. The Legion is your go-to community where you can learn, grow, and build your Amazon and e-commerce business. As you know, being an entrepreneur can be lonely. Now you can share struggles, build a network, and celebrate your successes. And guess what? Our community is free. All you have to do is head over to our Facebook group to join. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel at Private Label Legion so you can stay up to date with tips, strategies, and advice from other experts in the industry. Okay, remember one thing. To get all this great information, follow us, subscribe, and ring that bell so you can get automatic notifications. Okay, where is Boy Wonder? Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Lunch with Norm. Uh, and yeah, welcome to another pre-recorded episode too. So uh, if you are wondering uh, if you should, if you can ask questions, if we're still going to be answering, the answer is yes. We're going to answer your questions. Um, just throw them over in the comment sections. We're going to be sending them to Omar and uh, putting them in our Facebook group and getting you those answers. So uh, stick around. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot to learn here. And of course, if you're new to the episode, we start off by smashing those like buttons, giving us a thumbs up. Um, if there's suggestions you have for your future episodes, let us know in the comment sections. And, uh, or you can email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com. Um, also, don't forget to follow us and uh, join our Facebook group, Lunch with Norm, Amazon FBA, and e-commerce collective. That's where all the fun happens. That's the good stuff where you can ask your questions to us. Um, we might even be starting some webinars um in there and a whole bunch of fun stuff um so check it out um things are only going to be available in the facebook group so if we have deals or discounts or anything like that um they're going to be over there so definitely check it out and uh yeah i think that's it okay so um we are going to be having a wheel of kelsey today uh this is pre-recorded but kelsey is going to be on live doing the wheel of kelsey and just like we were talking about earlier on, Kels, uh, we've got a different format. It'll be hashtag Kelsey plus a mystery word. And then uh, if you tag two people, you get an extra entry. So just kind of, uh, uh, we're just trying to experiment with that. So people who want the, uh, the Wheel of Kelsey can claim it. Uh, people who don't want it, then they don't have to. But we want to make sure that you know what the prize is and that'll be talked about about halfway through the podcast today so sorry if i'm uh, stumbling a little bit i just got my second part to my root canal done and uh, my mouth is completely frozen i'll probably be drooling Kelsey, tell me if i start to drool on myself but um, i'm even going to go one step further and wow risky try to drink coffee 
out of the other side of the mouth. So that's talent. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, thank you, Kels. Thank you. All right. So I think if you have any questions, throw them in the comment section. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, throw it in the comment section. And now we could just sit back and relax, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the episode. Welcome, Omar. Hi, Norm. How are you? How are you, gentlemen, today? Uh, I am pretty good. How about yourself? Good. By the way, Mexico is not so good with the dentist. Much cheaper and much uh, better. So next time, consider. You know, <laughs> while I was there, I met some really cool people. And they were saying the exact same thing. In the town that they live in, um, It's it, they've got world-class dentists. And it's so like they're telling me the prices and I was just hitting my head against the wall. But uh, yeah, that that is something to consider medical travel. We're not going to get into it, but uh, that's another reason to source in Mexico. But <laughs> yeah. another episode, we'll talk about that. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> so anyways, I don't know if we uh, just want to jump right in on it. But Mexico, all of a sudden this year, we're hearing the word now, either Latin America or Mexico. Is Does Mexico stand above any of the other countries? Uh, and if so, why? Uh, I mean, compared to Latin America. And I'm talking, about in, I'm talking about in the Americas. Yes, of course. Compared to Latin, uh, Mexico is definitely one of the most, uh, the strongest uh, economies in Latin. Uh, the country is 130 million uh, people. Uh, a lot of the industries, car industry, aerospace industries, have moved here 15, 20 years ago. So uh, the, the, the level of education is very high. So definitely when it comes to manufacturing, there are plenty of good opportunities. Uh, it's a very advanced country com compared to the, its neighbors. Uh, and of course, it's the one that borders with the U.S. So it, it has this advantage. Right. Uh, that is a big advantage uh, compared to the other countries. Uh, let's not forget that uh, Mexico is part of the USMCA, which is like the new version of NAFTA, which makes yeah. it uh, from trade uh, point of view uh, favorable compared to the other countries. So all in all, uh, I think that uh, Mexico certainly have uh, the advantage uh, compared to the others. So when I was um, talking to people prior to uh, the event, uh, people were wondering, a lot of people were wondering, you know, what can I get in Mexico? And, you know, a lot of people just thought, oh, you can get ceramics or you can get like different types of textiles. When I attended the trade show, I was shocked at the different and the diverse uh, products that I could I mean, I ended up, well, Kelsey ended up carrying it all back for me, but I ended up buying a ton of samples of all different things. I want to dig into that a, a little bit. And what type of um, products can you get out of Mexico? Sure. So I think that uh, coming from uh, working with China, a lot of people may expect very similar system. System is different. And that said, it doesn't mean that you cannot get a lot of different products from uh, Mexico. So typically, when you think about Mexico and you think about the, the more smaller uh, uh, buyers, not, not the automotive industry or the, the aerospace industry, we are talking about apparel as number one. So anything to do with fabrics is definitely a huge, huge industry here. There are plenty of uh, options. To go to go with anywhere from uh, uh, bathing suits to uh, to uh, bottom shirts, uh, trousers, anything that you can think of, you can source from here. But there are other uh, industries that are very strong, like the wood industry. You mentioned ceramics. You the, the uh, electronics is starting to get very strong here. Anything to do with metal uh, can definitely be sourced here. And I think that uh, when you come to, to actually look into what Mexico has to offer, you need to take into consideration uh, one thing. It's not China and you cannot compare uh, China to Mexico. Uh, the fundamental difference is that probably when you go to the X-Works, to the, the cost of the actual manufacturing, Mexico be, might still be slightly more expensive. And the reason being is that the majority of the raw materials 
are coming from other places. So when we are right. talking about uh, plastic resins, for example, uh, still being uh, manufactured in uh, or sourced from uh, China, the labor cost is actually lower than China, which makes uh, it a bit more favorable uh, when it comes to hard labored uh, uh, products. But all in all, the X-Works is still a bit more expensive. Where we can compete is obviously on logistics and border crossing uh, costs. So it, there, there, uh, if we are thinking now from China, where it takes, I don't know, now four to eight weeks, I think that the time has improved slightly in the last uh, couple of months. Mexico is a couple of days away. So from uh, leaving the, the factory until reaching the, the border and sometimes crossing it three, four days, and you are already in the US. So it's a, it's a significant uh, a difference. What it tells me and what I think about it is that uh, nowadays buyers or sellers on, the, on the e-commerce sellers are need to, to take an approach of uh, a risk averse or risk uh, averse kind of a, a methodology, which means uh, that they should diversify their uh, their uh, uh, production uh, uh, both to the Far East and to Mexico. So we know that uh, when you build a brand, if uh, the price is right, is great. But if the product doesn't arrive on time, you may lose a lot of uh, momentum. And I think that nowadays people need to to realize, okay, so let's build a diversified strategy that will ensure both the price and the uh, speed to market. And I think the, the, the working with Mexico definitely give you that option. Uh, but again, when you are uh, coming to Mexico, don't look at it as uh, whether it's uh, China or uh, Mexico, but a kind of a combined strategy to uh, supply your goods uh, at the right time and in the right price. Yeah, those are good tips. Uh also, going back to just some of the products that I saw uh, at the trade show, one of the things was EVA foam. So I've also, um, when I was in Prosper, I, I met a really great father and son team out of Colombia producing EVA foam, but typically I was getting it out of uh, China. And the EVA foam, high quality EVA foam, um, is being produced over here and at a very good price. And you cut back way back on the uh, the freight costs, so and the tariffs. So you're not paying the 25% uh, duties. Uh, so it might look like upfront it might be a bit more, but when you factor in all of your costs, your landed costs, uh, it could be a little bit more. But what do you pay for convenience? And uh, you know what do you pay for that security? So. I, I don't know about you, but I buy a lot of stuff out of China. I have a lot of, um, I know a lot of Amazon sellers that buy out of China. And these last couple of years have been hell. Um, sure. and it, it's just become tougher and tougher and tougher. Now, that's not saying don't go to China. I still buy stuff in China. But sure. I've kind of focused back into um, the Americas. Um, I buy, for me, most of my product is actually out of the U.S. And I was, I was, Omar, I was shocked when I took a look and I saw the wellness products. And when I saw the, uh, the soap, like the quality of the cold processed soap, like I, I was all over this one booth. I took a, a one of everything that... <laughs> really unique bath bombs I've never seen before. Anyways, this really knocked me back uh, because I thought I knew what I was going to see. And I, my expert, my expert, I can't talk with this mouth. My expectations <laughs> were kind of mid-range, maybe even a little bit below. I was expecting to see some interesting things, but not at that level, like even the barbecue guy. You know, the barbecue guy that was there and he has yeah. no, he sells all the way down to Argentina, not a single barbecue in, uh, in, uh, the United States. And the other guy with the, uh, waste material, the plastics that biodegrade over a period of time, 
Yeah. I mean, these are these are new items that you could do a lot with. So and this kind of gem exists all over. So it really ups to the, the grinding to do to to do the grinding and to look for those uh, opportunities. So you touch you touch the beauty industries. It's the beauty industries, it's the food supplements, huge industries in uh, Mexico. Anything to do with chemists and to do with the industrial designing. There are plenty of uh, talents here that uh, because of the level of education that allows these industries to develop and to, to be an option, a real option for uh, American uh, e-commerce sellers. So we are actually doing a couple of projects in the beauty industry for one client. It's more uh, uh, lotions and, and creams. And for the other one, it's more food supplements that are being uh, uh, basically uh, custom made to his uh, needs for a trainer. That, that has an idea of what kind of ingredients he wanted. And we put together a team of chemists that are actually building the product for him and preparing it for mass production. So these industries definitely exist and other industries exist. It all depends on really on grinding and finding the right ones and helping them understand the potential of the US. So this is a two street uh, way. We have to understand that as the demand coming into Mexico, more capabilities will develop. So what we see today will be completely different in a year if the situation will continue like that. I am speaking to manufacturer and many of them are telling me, Omer, if, the, if the, the demand is there, we will do our adjustment to it. We will buy new machineries. We will invest in new technologies. We want to be serving the American markets. We understand the potential and we will not let what happened 30 years ago in the textile industry. By the way, 30 years ago, Mexico was a huge exporter to the U.S. in textile industry, and then the Chinese took over. They will not let this mistake come back uh, when the opportunity is now on the table. So a lot of the factories uh, are taking the initiative, are uh, uh, renewing their uh, uh, machinery in order to give a better service to the American clients. And even the standby, like the ceramics, um, I, I think you were right across from the ceramic company uh, that we, we took a tour of the ceramic company the day before. And anyways, the quality, the high end quality of that ceramic uh, company was fantastic. So I, I, that's another thing Kelsey brought home for me. Like I, I bought a ton of stuff from them and just because it was such so high end. But one of the things that I think we have to talk about, uh, this came up, a seller that was attending came up to me and said uh, about the product I was looking at said, um, I checked with that lady and she doesn't have an export license. Yeah. So what happens in that situation? And that, that's the reason where my company comes into play. So my company, we track is a sourcing company. And basically what we are doing right now is filling the gap of what is now in the market and what needed to take those products into the American markets. So maybe we'll jump to, to where are the issues right now after we talked about sure. the opportunities. Uh, I think that uh, because we are in a transition state, there are still uh, a lot of issues in the market. One of them is exports. Uh, a lot of those companies, especially the artisan uh, uh, type of the workshops, they are not licensed or they don't have the, the capability of export. Many of them don't want to deal with it. So I can tell you an example of a company that we took really and we quadrupled the revenue by bringing an American clients to their facility and they did an amazing job. But when it came to the point that we said, okay, we need to export it now, we need from you X, Y, Z in order to do the exportation. And we, as a company, help those smaller company companies to, to uh, prepare themselves for, uh, for exportation. The owner told me, look, Omer, I don't want to deal with it. It's not my, uh, it's not my expertise. I'm very convenient with where I am. Thank you for the business, but this is your job. And when we realized that, we found a solution. So there are solutions to, to that uh, thing. It's, uh, and the way we do it is we are actually using other companies that are willing to, to essentially buy those kind of uh, product and legally uh, exporting it to the US so we don't have any issue in the in the way but this is again this is a kind of a building the legal uh, expertise uh, of how to move it across the border because this could could be an issue if uh, we don't get the right certification out there 
So we are, but we are working with all of those uh, um, companies to build those capabilities so we can reduce costs because each each movement like that actually increases the cost of the product simply by, because of the uh, cost of the legality of, of doing uh, those actions. So we are working with those small manufacturers. We are helping them understand that this is for their own sake to develop those capabilities, but it's a process and some of them will develop it the, these capabilities quickly and some of them it will take a year a couple of years till they get ready and, and emotionally and and, uh, and uh, legally to to actually export so we touch one point which is export uh, the other point is logistics uh, it's uh, it's a completely different uh, expertise to once you finish the 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 uh, production to take it across the border, to find the right carriers. We all know that there is a big issue in logistics right now. Uh, the, the, the scarcity of trucks, I'm talking about Mexico, so the way to move from Mexico to the US is mainly by trucks. So the scarcity of trucks means that even if you get the quote, doesn't mean that the, the truck is available right now on the market. So we have a team that is dedicated on finding the carriers, helping uh, uh, get the right pricing, uh, whether it's LTL, which is less than uh, track load, or FTL, which is full track load, and basically helping the, our clients to move across the border. The main work of, uh, of WITRAC is actually product, project management. So what we do on the day-to-day -day basis, those, this very essential communication with the manufacturer. Not all manufacturers speak English, majority of them don't. Not all of them know how to work in, in a timeline that we expect them to work. So we know that a lot of our uh, uh, buyers, a lot of our clients are actually aiming to reach uh, high season. So let's say for the Black Friday or for uh, the, the holiday season. Yep. If there is no feet on the ground, you'll never reach those uh, goals. Uh, the, the idea is how do you construct the right contract with, the, with them? when do you send your people to 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 be physically in the factory and and uh, supervise and look and, and 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 discuss it with the with the owner of the uh, of the factory and explain the, the essential uh, time that we need to to reach uh, and another point is the quality control we need to make sure that what co goes out of this uh, factory is actually to the satisfaction of our uh, clients. So we discuss with the clients prior to starting production, what are their expectations? We create those tables, Excel sheets that are very uh, uh, accurate. We provide it to the manufacturer. We make sure that the manufacturer is aware of what they need to look into when they go to production. And then once production started, we have specific periods that we arrive and we do a quality check. We take samples and uh, if uh, if the samples are not to our satisfaction, they have to repeat the process or the the, the, the point where they uh, did the production wrong. So those are some of the things that uh, uh, WITREC is de de dealing with day to day. The other thing is many, many of our clients come with an idea. They don't have the mm -hmm. full uh, product. So we help put the team of industrial designers, engineers, whatever it takes, put them together and help them create the product to do the product development process from A to Z. Very good. So one of the things uh, that is, I've seen this happen over and over uh, again, is a, a seller, <laughs> excuse me, a seller is, uh, is either new or intermediate. I find it a lot of times, you know, in, in that area and they, they're trying to save money. So they just do it all themselves and they do everything wrong or not necessarily wrong, but ways that are going to cost them way more money in the long run. And one thing, so uh, I think you know this, but I have a logistics company as well. And Afalabi was there. I think you met him. And uh, anyways, one of the things that was constant was we would have a, um, a new client that would come to us. Um, they wouldn't provide enough information for us to get an accurate quote then the quote came and you'd have you know coming back and forth 20 different times and the worst part of all and this is where i'm going to lead to it they didn't understand the culture or the way to communicate 
And so what would happen is relationship we've established would be absolutely destroyed because our client would contact them, tick them off so bad that they didn't want to do any, anything with the. I think that would be the same way. And this is why uh, going to an agency, like, I'm not, I, I'm not saying, Hey, go over there, check out Omar. What I am telling you is you should try to find uh, somebody that you can work with. That's fair. And that you get along with personality wise and let them do all the hard lifting. It's going to cost you some, it's going to cost you a little. I remember. Okay. So from ours, from the R end, it would cost an upfront fee. Plus it would be 5% ongoing, but we'd probably save 20% and we'd have some clients saying, well, you're taking 5%. Yeah, but we're taking care of all the nightmares and we're saving you a 15, 15% on top of that, but you're taking 5%. You know, and this anyway. is something that people learn on their own uh, flesh. So everybody is doing this mistake at the beginning. They are thinking, okay, if I save five percent here, then everything will be fine. People don't understand that as much as as they when when you are trying to do things everything together, you will completely uh, lose your way. I, people ask me, why don't you do uh, online selling? You have all the capabilities, you have all production behind you. And I, I, I'm always saying, the number one reason, I'm not an expert on selling online. I don't know how to do it. And if I'll ever do it, I'll probably hire somebody to do it for me. The second reason is I don't want to compete with my clients. And that's the reason why I'll never do it. But, yep. but uh, uh, every, every company has the, its own expertise. The majority of the sellers on the on the, the online platforms, they are expert in marketing. And that's great. The, the problem is that if they start to think that they are also expert in manufacturing and don't take advices from uh, the people that are uh, actually an experts in there, we are going to a big mess up. And I can tell you that I have clients that have done it before in the past and came to me after a few rounds of failure that they spent tens of thousands of dollars and finally realized that they need to do it the right way. You cannot do it all by yourself. It always takes a, a, a village to actually create something. And I think that your point about logistics is true for uh, manufacturing. It's true for a, a border crossing. It's true any point of your way. As the, the same way you don't go to, uh, to, to and, uh, file your, IR, your taxes uh, by yourself, but you go to an accountant and paying money in order to make sure that you're actually saving money. The, the same thing, you don't go to court and represent yourself, but you go to a lawyer to help you out. It's the same thing here. Yeah, and on top of that, probably one of the most important uh, things that you can take from this, by working with a good sourcing company, they know the ins and outs of the market and probably more importantly, the culture and how to communicate. Now we're going to go to a commercial in a second and we're going to come back and talk about communication in just a sec, but uh, all right. So like we've been talking about, we have the hashtag wheel of Kelsey today, even though it's pre-recorded, and Kelsey's going to come on in two seconds and tell you what the mystery word is. And if you give us, uh, if you tag two people, you'll be entered twice. So uh, Mr. Boy Wonder, all what right. Is the mystery word. The mystery word is hashtag Mexico. I think that's pretty fitting. That's so, that's fine. But of course, the most important part is the actual prize. So Omar, uh, what is the giveaway today? So we are giving a free consultation. We will be happy to uh, discuss your product, make sure if it fits the market and if it fits the market, get you quotes from uh, manufacturers and basically helping you understand if it uh, fits the Mexican market to, for, to go for production. Fantastic. Okay, so that's hashtag Will Kelsey and then hashtag Mexico. Uh, if you want to get a second entry, just tag two people. So Kelsey, I'm giving you a little bit of time. Put your finger over the button and start the commercial. If you're selling on Amazon in 2022, you know how important it is to stand out from your competition. 
Let Hona Worldwide lend a helping hand with your product innovation to outcompete your competition online. That's right. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the success of your newly innovative product while Hono handles all the work. Visit HonoWorldwide.com for more information. That's Honu, H-O-N-U, Worldwide.com, or email savings at HonuWorldwide.com. Okay. So, um, Omar, communication. Let's say somebody wants to go ahead and do this themselves, uh, which is fine. What are some of the differences when you're communicating in, in Mexico? Okay. So I think that, uh, and, and I'll do the comparison to the U.S. So sure. I don't know how many you know, but I lived 11 years in, uh, in the U.S. So I'm actually very familiar as well with the, the customs in the U.S. The U.S. is very direct to the point. It's numbers. It's like if there is a business, then everybody should be happy about it. Mexico is completely different. It's more social. It's more breaking a bread. You need to to make sure that the, the person in front of you likes you. Mm-hmm. That you went to lunch with them, that you, you, you develop some kind of relationship and trust before you go to a, to a, a deal. Uh, so I think the key is understanding where the, this culture is coming from. So the Mexican culture is very family oriented. Uh, it's very important for them, the, the, the feeling that there is a, somebody on the other side that cares about them. And uh, if you really want to get into their favors and the best prices, you need to make sure that they understand that you see them more than just the business. Uh, It's asking them about uh, how they feel, uh, about family, developing this more understanding on the personal side of uh, the the person in front of you rather than just asking numbers. Asking numbers, you'll get some response, but again, the, the... idea is always to get the best deal in the market. To get the best deal in the market requires not just showing them the business opportunity, but also showing them that you care about what uh, they are feeling. Uh, I think this is the main advice uh, I would give. Of course, uh, it's more complex than that, and, and it takes time to really understand the, the, the subtleties of, uh, of the Mexican culture. Uh, but the Mexican culture love uh, uh, events that are uh, social events. So whether it's uh, drinking tequila together, whether it's uh, uh, breaking bread again, as I said. So essentially, that's that's the advice I would give. Make sure that you develop personal connections. And one of the things similar in China and Taiwan, um, and not so much right now, but uh, when we started out 20 some odd years ago, when we flew over, we would always meet with the manufacturers, have tea, sure. learn about each other's families. And then it would be the second day that business would start. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's, that's, I, I like that part of business, but, uh, um, one of the things that is a big bonus here is at least here in Canada, Mexico is a few hours away. If I really wanted to go and meet with that supplier to make sure that they were the right one, just hop on a plane and you'll sure. be there. It's not that expensive. It's not that expensive and it's a great country. Yeah. I mean, those who were in the Evo Latam actually, I think, were very surprised. You know, there is a lot of misconception in North America, whether it's Canada or, or the U.S. Everything we hear in the news is about cartel, is about yeah. drugs. But this is far from reality, you know. So, so I'm a foreigner in Mexico. I'm an Israeli originally. Uh, my my impression when I came to uh, to uh, Mexico was of very warm people that will always invite you to their home, will always take care of you, uh, and uh, and the, it was so far from what I had in mind or what the the media is trying to portray, like any other countries, you know, I'm used to it. I'm coming from a country that uh, in the news, uh, it feels like it's always uh, under a war, which is very far from the truth. But Mexico is the same. There are areas, you know, when when we were in the trip to uh, Mexico City, I was on this group and I saw that people were scared to go to the pharmacy under the, the hotel. And I wrote them, look, guys, I lived in Los Angeles. I lived in Atlanta. These places are more dangerous than what you are uh, experiencing right now. I mean, 
the misconception of that you go downstairs and you get shot is, is, is completely uh, uh, far from the, the reality. So really the point is to understand that you are coming to a country that is, is, is really first and foremost about relationship and later on business. Yeah, great points. And I, I can tell you, I was one of those people that I didn't know what to expect in Mexico City. I am planning on going back there multiple times because it was such a it was a, such a great experience. But one thing I'm going to remember this time is I'm going to be drinking a heck of a lot of water, and I'm not going to. I I got that bloody altitude sickness, but but anyways, I mean, if that's the worst of it, I was so impressed with Mexico City. It's just a it's a great place, and. Unfortunately, the media likes to, you know, hype up the cartels and everything. But we found it at least every city is going to have the good, bad and ugly parts. Mm -hmm. um, but we were able to walk around safely. My son was jogging around, you know, multiple blocks, no problems at all. Um, anyway, one of the other now this is a little bit deeper um, question. And I don't know if you can answer it simply because there's all sorts of this. But what about compliance? how do we know or where do we even start with compliance if i need to have certain compliance with a product or if i ask my supplier for compliance where so, do you go so first of all uh, let's let's take into consideration uh, food supplements just uh, okay the, the factories they can provide an fda uh, certification so Depending, of course, on the industry, each industry has its own compliance, its own certification. It's very well regulated, especially in the companies that are used to uh, do exportation. You can find all kind of uh, certification that they can provide to you in order for you to, uh, uh, to go and, uh, and uh, have it uh, sold in the U.S. I'll give an example. We are now working with a, a client that is uh, asked us uh, for uh, mattresses for hotels of course uh, mattresses for hotels are different than mattresses for the average joe average joe they need to have uh, fire resistance and, and antibacterial i don't remember all the certification when we went to the manufacturer and we actually started sourcing all those that are specializing in producing uh, mattresses for hotels have it so it's not something that you you even uh, had to ask, they immediately provided us with everything that they have. The same thing with the uh, pipes. I, I, I just uh, worked on EMP pipes, which is uh, the pipes that you wire through it, uh, the electrical uh, cords in the US. Uh, there is a, the UL uh, uh, certification that you need in order to use it in the US. The factories that are producing it for uh, exportation, they have it. So. All of those uh, certification, if you're talking about the products that needs those certification, you simply need to uh, identify the right manufacturer that are on that level that can provide it to you. And you can find all certification that uh, exists. What about uh, when you're first contacting the manufacturer, uh, the MOQs, are you finding them higher, lower? Uh, I I'm gonna expand out on this question for a second. I China has a process. It's boom, 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 boom. When you check out and ask for an MOQ, are there going to be processes that are just going to speed this along or is it a hurry up and wait process? No, so, so typically MOQ depends on the size of the factory. Uh, there are factories that will have uh, larger MOQs and there are factories that are more adapted to smaller quantities. So it really depends on that. And that's one of the first questions that you actually ask when you present a, a product to a manufacturer. And they typically will tell you uh, the, their MOQs. Uh, you also need to know that obviously the, the, the lower MOQs, you pay more per uh, units. But uh, right. I didn't see. Uh, so there is no not one answer. The, the, again, one of the, the things to do uh, and one, one of my jobs as a, as a company is actually to identify the right manufacturer for the right uh, client. So it could be that the client that starts really small will take one factory and later on when it grows up, he will move to a higher capacity factory that, that the MOQs are a bit higher.
Okay, very good. Just, I guess, a final question is if you could help us understand, give us in a summary the good, the bad, and what to stay away from, the ugly of you know sourcing in Mexico. Okay, the good is the tequila, first of all. Okay, <laughs> all right, there you go. <laughs> so let's uh, start with the the in Mexico, you can find many industries. So the, there is available a variety of industries that can be served, a variety of products. The quality is great. So I think that uh, as compared to China, the, the quality in Mexico is not lower than that. Sometimes it's even higher. Um, the proximity to market is, is a huge advantage. Moving from Mexico to uh, to uh, the U.S. is very quickly. Of course, the communication is much easier because of the time zone, because of the language. Culture-wise, they understand much more the American uh, way. So it's easier to uh, to uh, get them to understand what, what you actually want. Uh, so, and prices are decent. So in, in some industries, it's very, very competitive. Uh, but I think... This is the, the, the way to, uh, to, to look at it is really industry based. So I, I cannot give a whole answer about sure. the attractivity based on uh, all the industries. So that, these are the, the things that I really, really uh, like in uh, Mexico. What, what are the disadvantages? The first disadvantage is that we still don't have a, a system that is easy enough to, to identify uh, a, a, Manufacturer, we don't have Alibaba. Right, which means that the, the the process of actually getting to uh, to the right manufacturer takes a bit more time. So if you do it alone, it's it's the the the, the time to get to the right manufacturer takes a lot of flights, a lot of meetings, a lot of discussion, a lot of uh, search on the internet. Uh, so that's that's a big minus. The second thing, some products are more expensive because of the raw materials. So. We need to take that into consideration. Uh, and uh, another thing that I would say is, how do you uh, do the quality control without uh, being fit on the ground? So that's something that people need to take uh, into consideration. Of course, there are solutions for that, but it will require you to fly and, and to check. But I guess this is also a problem with China that you don't really know and unless you send somebody to the factory uh, but it's, of course, cheaper to, to do it in Mexico. Um, I think these are the main uh, disadvantages. The ugly, let me think about it. It's a good question. What is the ugly? The ugly is uh, sometimes you, you want to make sure that uh, when you start a relationship with uh, a, a Mexican manufacturer, that the terms are very well uh, established, so you don't get to a point where they wanted to try to do above and beyond and you didn't want them to do above and beyond and it started causing problem because their expectation is i did you a favor or i i i was uh, working harder than what you expected and you didn't compensate me so these things needs to be really in the contract making sure that this is my expectation and this is what me as an american that i have in my mindset this is the the, the frame that i want to to work in not more and not less and many times it's a double-edged sword so you if, if you if somebody is you develop the the right relationship they will want to always go above and beyond I, i've seen it a lot but then their expectation many times is that when things are happening on their side that you will go above and beyond for example if they delay a shipment then you shouldn't enforce the the penalties that are in uh, in the contract so what we are trying to do is really explain to the manufacturer, look, this is what we are uh, expecting. These are the points that are very, very important for us, and we will not uh, uh, be uh, flexible. These are the things that we can be flexible in the long run uh, and make it very clear, both in contracts and when you are speaking directly with uh, the manufacturer, not to get to the point where it becomes ugly and and i had personally i had this experience several times so 
I, uh, we, we have made changes to our uh, communication and the way we are uh, signing contracts with our uh, manufacturer in order to avoid this misunderstood, misunderstanding and to avoid uh, getting to points where it's uh, feeling a bit weird for both sides. Yeah. <laughs> communication is everything. Managing expectations is everything. And at the end of the day, this goes in China, India, wherever you're, you're doing manufacturing. If it's not a win-win, there's going to be resentment. Sure. Something's going to happen. It's either going to be on the supplier side or on your side. And it's just not going to turn out good. You know, so um, anyways, yeah, I think those are some really uh, good points. Now, uh, I do want to take a second here and get your contact information and let people know that you can take care of the sourcing, the innovation, logistics, inspection, pretty much anything we were talking about today. So instead of having to go out and do it all yourself, Omar and his team, uh, they are there to help new sellers in Mexico. So why don't you just go ahead, give us your contact information. Absolutely. Thank you, Norm. So my contact information is Omer, O-M-E-R, at WeTrack, which is W-I-T, rek.com so again um, my company is a sourcing company we do everything from a to z and the idea is really to help uh, uh, our clients to get to the market speed to market as quickly as they can helping them every step of the way and making sure that they are safe and that uh, they don't do the mistakes that other companies are doing during that process fantastic okay kelsey where are you Yes. Hello. Hello. It's it's around that time. The wheel of Kelsey. So <laughs> it is. It, it's hashtag wheel of Kelsey hashtag uh, Mexico and tag two people and you get a second entry. So right around now, Kelsey is going to play the music and he's going to hit the wheel and hopefully Omar, you'll be impressed with the music. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. You know what? Let's play the wheel of Kelsey. All right. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Here we go. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. All right. Oh, very impressed. All right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, with some fancy editing, um, I'll be jumping in live during this live episode and uh, announcing the winner. So congratulations to the future uh, winner of the Wheel Hello, hello everyone. So it's me, I'm live here on Friday. I hope everyone is enjoying their Friday workday. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen so we can see who today's winner is. Um, like I said before, we're doing some pre-recorded episodes. Norm is away in Alaska with Connie. They're enjoying a nice little cruise together and they will be back next week. So I believe the next, uh, live episode fully live episode will be wednesday monday will be a pre-recorded episode and just want to give shout outs to everyone watching uh christine rich faye from greece we've got fatten from germany i see jeff watching it's great to see everyone um we got cool hands michael uh jason chuck uh thank you all for tuning in and uh spending your friday with me so let me just Give this a spin. Welcome, Rad, as well. And let's see who today's winner is. Nicholas, good to see you. And it's Rich. Congratulations, Rich. You are the winner. All right, congratulations. So, Rich, I'll send you over Omar's contact information and CC you. Um, and yeah, as you, uh, I posted in the comment sections before, but I want to just mention this one more time. Is there anything anyone is looking for um, on the podcast? Are there any topics? I know someone mentioned like uh, going over inserts and the marketing behind that, how to build one out. Is there anything else? Let me know. You can email me k at lunchwithnorm.com. And uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do. I think the insert marketing would be a great option. Um, also want to mention that we are coming out with a few fun things uh, on the horizon. So we're looking at uh, kind of starting up our emails. We're gonna be throwing out tips, advice. We're probably gonna be doing some giveaways with our emails as well. 
Um, so just stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, congratulations, Rich. And uh, yeah, I'll continue with the rest of the episode. I think there's just a few more minutes left. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. All right, so enjoy the rest of your show and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Look, Kelsey, congratulations. <laughs> and uh, we'll connect you with Omar. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, get you hooked up with your uh, consultation strategy session. So uh, looking forward to that. And yeah, it's great. Perfect. Okay, Omar, thanks for coming on the podcast today. No. We're going to be reaching out and seeing if you can come back on another one. This is a, such a great topic, such a timely topic. And um, I, there's just a lot of activity in the marketplace. So would love to have you back on at some point. Thank you, Norm. I appreciate the time and I appreciate the attention. Hey, no problem at all. Okay, everybody. So I hope you enjoyed today's pre-recorded podcast. Uh, lots going on in Mexico. If you haven't explored it, check it out. Um, there's a lot of different ways, even if you don't have the right material or you want to change your materials, there's lots of different ways that you could work in Mexico. But uh, anyways, uh, Kelsey, why don't you come on? All right. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, don't forget, before you leave, make sure you smash those like buttons and give us those thumbs up. We do really appreciate it. Um, also, if there's uh, any suggestions for future topics or guests, maybe you saw on another podcast, uh, or maybe you want Norm to be on another podcast, you can always email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com, or throw it in the comment sections. And yeah, I'll do my best to see what I can do. And uh, of course, stop by the Lunch with Norm, Amazon FBA and e-commerce collective Facebook group. That is our Facebook group. That's where the Beard Nation is. And you can hang out with the fellow Beardos. Um, so if you have questions, uh, looking for advice, um, maybe you just want to rant about uh, something happening with your business, that's the place to do it. And uh, yeah, it's a great place to be and um, hope to see you there. And I think that's about that's it. it. All right. So thank you for joining us today. And thank you for joining us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. I can't see the engagement, but usually there is a ton. Always there is a ton of engagement going on uh, during the podcast as well as in the group. So the group is fantastic. We love you. And we could not do this without you. So thank you and enjoy the rest of your day. Lunch with the 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 lunch